Yeah, this time around the uh, Solid Dog interviews, we talk with Skip Taylor, manager with the Canned Heat. But sure, their uh, trip out to Australia, playing some great venues at Byron Bay Blues Fest 2018. Yeah, been out and about recording since 1965. Can't eat, bringing the blues to a whole new audience. You know, the first time I traveled out in the rain and snow, in the rain and snow. And if you don't know all these songs, Tone Hounds, you haven't been around. In the rain and snow, in the rain and snow. I didn't have no so let's talk with uh, Skip Taylor, see what he has to say. Salty. Ah, is that Skip Taylor? It is I. How are you doing? I'm um, good, yeah. Salty Dog uh, here from uh, Salty Dog Blues and Roots in Australia. And uh, All right, where, whereabouts are you located? Uh, we're in Melbourne, uh, where the sun is shining. Okay. Well, we're <laughs> playing a place I don't know of, the Recital Center there. Ah, yeah, it's a big place. Uh, Melbourne's a big town. Um, yeah, a good, good, good place to be. Yeah, I'm, I'm hurt. I've heard it has great acoustics, and we'll enjoy it there. I hope that's true. No, that's true. That's true. A lot of good venues in Melbourne, and that's uh, that's one of them. You, you really enjoy that. That's for sure. Now good. you're coming. You're coming uh, out uh, with Canned Heat to Bluesfest, I understand, in March. Is that right? That that's true, and uh, and um, I I think you were scheduled to have Pito de la Parra, our drummer, uh, talk with you, but he's had to go uh, to Mexico City. They, a couple they had a real bad earthquake there, and a couple of uh, condos and and uh, property that he has down there uh, in his native land was very badly damaged to the point that uh, he's going to have to. Uh, actually sell it for quite a loss and he's gone down there to handle that so otherwise he'd be here talking to you instead of me yeah well that's um, well i'm glad you're here skip and uh, that's, uh, that's that's sad news for, for peter he's the original um, member from candidate isn't he he's the last original yes yeah Fido's still there and actually i i put Fido in the band that's how far back i go i'm i'm even more original <laughs> <laughs> So you're, you're originally... 51 you, uh, years. 51 uh, years for me. So it's pretty amazing. That is amazing. And you were managing, uh, producing Canteed right from the start, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. From the so, beginning. And it's uh, my family band, as I like to call it. I mean, I've been involved with a lot of bands through my lifetime. But uh, it's it's my favorite bunch of people. And we're all... You know, we we they've fired me a couple of times. I've fired them a couple of times. It's like a marriage and a family, you know. But we yeah. always get back together, and we've traveled the world together. And uh, I think this is our tenth time coming to Australia, actually. So, been, yeah, been, we were at very at the first Byron Bay, so with Peter Noble. So, yes, and uh, long Peter time. Just won, yeah, Peter just won a, um, a Blues Foundation award this week, so. Uh, in recognition of what he's been doing with Blues Fest, which is a fantastic thing. But uh, Ken Heat, uh, and I think Charlie Musselwhite was at that first uh, uh, first Blues Fest as well. And um, Yeah, 
Yeah. You had some great people there, including yourselves, which is blues legends, if I can call it that. Um, you've been, you have 38 albums out, 50 years. What keeps Canteed going? Well, their love of music. You know, I tell, I tell promoters and buyers all the time that they're not paying them to play. These guys love to play, and they would play for free and do plenty of times. They've done more charity shows than any band in the world, you know, in their 51 wow. years or whatever. And uh, they just love going out there. They get paid today to be more comfortable. Hopefully <laughs> they can buy, you know afford something a little more than an economy ticket once in a while and stay in a little better hotel and eat a little better food. I don't know, you know. But yeah. uh, still drink the same beer and smoke the same weed. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean, I read all the stuff about um, uh, blues collectors uh, getting together um, and uh, deciding to form a band. Uh, you know, and that was sort of in about 65, 66. That was the start of Canned Heat. But what what, what uh, drove all you guys to the blues initially? Was it rock and roll? Was it something in the families? Uh, what, what, what was what what made? Well, you, you know, you had a rich. Yeah, talk with Skip Taylor from uh, manager, original producer with Candy. Heading out to uh, Byron uh, Bay Blues Fest, uh, Easter 2018. And there'll be uh, Sydney, Melbourne uh, roundabout as well. Originally Bob, originally Bob Height, known as The Bear, and... Alan Wilson and Henry Vestine, three of the original guys of what we call the classic lineup, they were all blues record collectors. And at that time in, in America, there weren't a lot of blues record collectors. There aren't even today, you know. Yeah. And yeah. in those days, it was all about rock and roll. And I was into rock, and I had produced a bunch of different rock records and was involved with different rock bands and and uh, and he taught me the blues, and uh, I hope to think I taught them a little about rock and roll, and the marriage of the two wound up being something that allowed them to bring the blues to a more commercial kind of audience and to a larger white audience around the world and introduce blues as in the same similar way as John Mayall did in England, and uh, a few other people uh, through the years. Charlie Musselwhite is another one that you mentioned. Uh, yeah. There aren't a lot of those guys that, you know, really are, were studying the blues. Alan Wilson was a blues scholar, you know, and, and worked with old blues guys and retaught them how to play their original guitar licks even, you know. And I mean, it's... Uh, and the work we did with Albert Collins or together with... Uh, John Lee Hooker and bringing him back around and doing a, that double album with him, the Hooker and Heat album, and a bunch of shows and, and tours with John Lee. Uh, uh, 
it's been a pleasure and it's you know an educational process but also just a a wonderful experience in the music you know so yeah yeah fan i mean can is is um the household name i think um um, in, in certainly the older audience, would you say you, your audience is still uh, the older crowd, you know, people your and my age, or, or you're getting a younger crowd in as well? Well, the, the fun thing that I have found in the past really five, six years is when I go out into an audience and I just start talking to people and wanting to know why they're there and, you know, where they heard about the show and are they have they been to other shows of canned heats or do they own any of their record all that and more and more i'm getting you know from somebody oh well this was my mom's favorite band or my dad had a bunch of these records and i saw they were going to be here so here i am you know and and you wind up when you go sit at an autograph table or a question and answer or something like that and you see half or more of the audience being 30 years old or younger and yes, it's really a pleasure for us, and and these people are truly amazed at how these guys play. I mean, when when they go to see when the younger people go to see some of these alternative bands or hip hop stuff, and every single thing has you know backing tracks and the, the same groove, and and the people can't play to save their ass. All of a sudden, they see musicians like this. Granted, they've been up there for 50 years doing it. Hopefully, they play a little better, you know, yes. than someone who's been playing for five or six years. And the fact is, they do. And and none of these younger bands want to follow Can Heat on stage at a live show. That I can tell you. I mean, because they they work at and and try to get that imaginary barrier between themselves and the audience erase that and involve the audience and play with them and have them feel the music you know and feel and that's what blues is about and it's a feeling kind of music and and uh they they love doing it you know they really love doing it they've played more festivals than any band in the world they, they played more, more motorcycle events than any band and more charity shows. Uh, yeah. So th those are pretty good statements for these guys to be able to make. And they're in their 70s. You know, Larry Taylor's 75. I'm 75. God only knows we didn't expect to still be doing this, you know. <laughs> Yeah, let's hear some hooker and heat. Johnny uh, Hooker and the can heat. Burn in hell. Hey. Everybody talk about it. Burn in hell. Ain't no hell when they know. Ain't no burn in hell. Where I die, where I go. Ain't nobody tell. Hey. Church house. I got down on my bending knee. I prayed. I prayed all night. I prayed. Deacon Jones. 
pray for me. At ease. I went down to the church house. I got down on my knee. I beg Deacon Jones to pray for me. But here we are, and we, we love coming to Australia. It's one of our favorite places on earth. Uh, it, it's, you know, I mean, here you've got an island that's nothing but beaches everywhere you look, you know. How can it be bad? And, and I think the government's done a pretty good job there. You've got a, a real middle class that's growing rather than shrinking. People seem to be, you know, there's a lot of employment. They enjoy going out and spending a dollar, and, and yet they'll still dress up for work and there are just so many pluses that I see in Australia. I've seen the whole wine industry just grow by leaps and bounds, and they've always been able to grow great grapes, but now they know what to do with them as well. And you've got some of those red blends that are the best I find in the world. So yeah. well, we well, like Australia. Biggest wine company in the world, Treasury Wine Estates, uh, is based in Australia. And uh, they've got a lot of uh, vineyards in the Napa Valley, California, so there you go. It's, um, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah, no, as far as, uh, obviously I'm Australian, so I'm biased, but uh, I agree with everything you said. <laughs> um, well, yeah, Napa's, Napa's had a little longer uh, go at it, you know, and I think climate-wise, they, sometimes they have a little edge on you as well. But Yeah, well, so. it depends on where you go. We've got, we've got a lot of uh, cold yep. climate wines at the moment. But anyway... But coming back to the tan heat, I mean, the, the thing that's in the history books, of course, is Woodstock. So tell us about that. Yeah, uh, what, was the, what was the question? I said that the thing that's going to be in the history books for a long time is the, the performance of canned heat at Woodstock, which is legendary. At Woodstock. Well, you know, they wound up using going up the country as basically the theme of the Woodstock generation, you know, and, yeah, yeah. and it starts the movie off, and it was without a doubt the most incredible experience I've had in my lifetime other than my daughter being born, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, Woodstock is still, you know, a real mark on, on the world, and, and I just today was talking with the fellow who handled Jefferson Airplanes, Jefferson Starship for many, many years, and Country Joe, and uh, we're already talking about 2019 and the 50th anniversary of Woodstock, and I think if we're still alive and kicking, uh, there'll be quite a few shows uh, that'll be happening celebrating that, and there's already talk of a big event at the original site where it's now a amphitheater and it'll seat 20,000. We we did a 40th anniversary that I was a promoter of actually uh, for the 40th anniversary of Woodstock and it was a fantastic event with uh, loads of people from Melanie and uh, John Sebastian and uh, Rick Danko. All kinds of folks came out of the woodwork for that, you know, and, and uh, we had Jefferson play and can't eat and Country Joe and Big Brother and uh, it was yeah. a mountain 
It was, and so I'm sure Woodstock uh, coming around again will will have another little mark on history. But without a doubt, that was the greatest festival we've ever played and greatest music event. Period. Solly talking with uh, Skip Taylor, manager, producer of Candy. The Atlanta Boz, uh, Byron Bay Blues Fest, Easter 19 happened to be in New York, he went to it, so he's the only one I know. <laughs> From Australia. Yeah. I mean, if you're in, if you ask an audience to raise their hand who was there, you'll see lots of hands, and I can tell you they weren't there. <laughs> you know, either. But uh, it's one of those events that people like to think they were there, you know. Rewrite the history, maybe. So, so, so tell me, your... Uh, coming out to Australia just for the uh, Blues Fest, or are you going to do other shows as well? Oh, no, we've got, uh, we play uh, Sydney uh, on uh, March 22 and 3. We're first at the basement and then at the factory theater. And then yep. we go to Newcastle. We're doing uh, Lizette's uh, a lunch show and a dinner show. Then yep. Melbourne on the 26th is yep. the recital yep. center. Uh, the 28th, we go to Adelaide at the Gov. Yep. And then uh, 30 and 31, two days, Friday, Saturday, we're at the Blues Fest in Byron Bay. Fantastic. Well, um, that's a good, uh, you're not going to Perth, but the, the rest of them, uh, the boogie lovers are going to love that. Yeah, we're kind of staying on uh, one side of the uh, island, you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, it's, it's a nice little tour, and, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a long way to come, but, uh, you know, these guys, being in their 70s, you know, you can't go out there for 30 days at a time anymore. It just doesn't work. And and uh, a lot of them like being, as much as they like playing, they like being at home as well. And uh, yeah. so you pick and choose, you know, when and where. We're going to Europe twice this year. We're doing a cruise in February. Uh, yeah. There's a lot, lot of travel. We've got a whole Northeast tour in the U.S., so we've got a lot of dates ahead of us and uh, a lot of uh, being on the road, on the road again. Well, that's it. That, that's it. Uh, just a uh, quick question, Skip. Where did the name Canned Heat come from? The Canned Heat comes from a Tommy Johnson record, blues record, called Canned Heat. And yeah. it was about actually uh, straining uh, cans of sterno that you would put under food to keep warm. That's what's also called canned heat. And in those days, those guys would take those cans of sterno and strain them through a piece of cheesecloth and then drink the, resi- the liquid. And that was called canned heat. And they say Tommy Johnson, who did that blues record, uh, actually died of uh, sterno poisoning. So. <laughs> well, that's got a history in itself. 
Fantastic. Yeah. Now the band, yeah. the band is coming to Australia. Who's going to be it? Larry Taylor, Fido, uh, who else? Fido, uh, it's the same lineup we've had, the longest running lineup ever in Canned Heat's history. Dale Spaulding still uh, fronting the band with on harmonica mainly, as well as guitar and bass. And John Paulus, JP, playing guitar and bass. He played with Mayall for six years on bass, and then he played with Canned Heat for five years, and now he plays lead guitar and bass and sings a couple of the hits. So, uh, And it gives Larry Taylor a chance to also play guitar now and play a lot of the bottleneck and slide stuff that Alan Wilson did way at the beginning with Bullfrog Blues and those kind of songs. And so we've changed the, uh, the repertoire a bit. It's a little bit of old and new. And... Uh, these guys are being able to switch around and play different instruments and uh, have a little more fun and variety up there. Uh, makes it better for them as well as the audience. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, uh, certainly uh, it's going to be a great tour. I can uh, feel it in my bones, and uh, it's, uh, you're going to have some great weather and uh, huge audience reactions down uh, in the land of Oz, as we like to call it. Well, we love it down there. We love coming down under and uh, looking forward to it and, uh, and look forward to our date in uh, Melbourne, and hopefully uh, you'll be around. I don't know if you'll be there or not, but uh, I'd like to meet you and shake hands. I'll be there or I'll be on the road. I'm going to Byron. I'm going to drive up to Byron uh, this time. It's a two-day drive from Melbourne. Yeah. So, uh, well, I think we're going to drive, so I'll just have to check my date. One way or the other, I look forward to, to yeah. meeting you, and uh, we can throw a brew down, you know? We, we can do that. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be around, uh, hanging around the back of uh, the tent somewhere. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. Really appreciate you uh, coming on and talking about canned heat. It's going to be great. And uh, appreciate your time on, uh, on the Sully Dog Blues and Roots. All right, Dennis. Thanks an awful lot. Uh, yeah, as you heard there from Skip Taylor um, from Can Eat, uh, they'll be playing uh, Lazots in the Newcastle, uh, Sydney, uh, Melbourne, the uh, Governor Adelaide, and of course uh, two days at uh, Byron Bay Blues Fest, uh, Easter 2018. So make sure you get along, catch them uh, a bit of history uh, for your uh, for your uh, uh, <laughs> for your rock and roll and blues collection. Just exactly where 